Wes Durham, who joins us now. And uh, I appreciate your time this afternoon. How you doing, young man? Always good to hear good. your voice. I like that young. That's good. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm probably interrupting your basketball watching a little bit right now. No, believe it or not, I just drove from uh, Charlotte, where we do our daily show for ACC Network. I just drove back home to my house in Georgia to spend the weekend with Vicky, and uh, so all good. I just got out of the car and glad to be able to catch up with you for sure. Fantastic, appreciate it. Great to see you in uh, Winston Salem back in December. That was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was quick, too quick. I'm yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> it was quick, but it was fun. Hey, my thought with uh, asking you to be on is Baylor's playing North Carolina tomorrow, sure. second round of the NCAA tournament. Get your read on these Tar Heels. Give us a good scouting report. Uh, one thing I've seen is uh, yeah, a little bit hard to believe. It's it's the first meeting ever between Baylor and North Carolina. You know, John, does that surprise you as much as it does me? Because it astounds I, I, me. It really does. Yeah. I mean, the the ACC has intersected with the Southwest Conference and certainly the Big 12 since Baylor joined that league. And, you know, and I know they played in football certainly a couple of years yep, ago yep. At, uh, in Orlando, but it is really hard to believe that these two have not played basketball. And uh, we commented on it on our show this morning on uh, on ACC Network about it because it's just two schools that you kind of think, well, at some point they've had to have played, right? And the fact that tomorrow at uh, at noon Eastern is the first meeting is really surprising, to be honest yeah. with you. I agree completely. Uh, give us a read on North Carolina. Uh, 25 wins on the year, second yeah. in the ACC regular season. What what are we in for uh, facing, up against, facing off against them tomorrow? Well, you know, John, it's an interesting team because I would tell you a month ago they kind of bottomed out. In mm-hmm. fact, a month ago today they lost to Pittsburgh at home, and they lost by like 14 points, and they didn't play very well at all. And, of course, Pittsburgh not a particularly strong team in the ACC. But that night Carolina just did not play well. Uh, they didn't guard anybody. Pitt hit a lot of shots. Carolina was four shooting night. And, ironically, at the end of the night, Carolina was kind of left staring in the mirror with themselves as much as they had been beaten by Pittsburgh because that was a game on a Wednesday night and the following Saturday they played Virginia Tech in Blacksburg and from that point on I I think a lot of things about this basketball team changed they beat Virginia Tech they defended pretty well they certainly hit shots Um, they didn't hit as many as they hit yesterday Um, and yesterday may have been a bit of a perfect storm against VCU I mean against Marquette um, because I think like Shaka Smart has done in so many places, he elected to play Havoc. And and the way you do that against Carolina, if you don't get Carolina trapped, they handle the ball well enough with Davis and Love and certainly Leaky Black that, that they don't have a problem hitting the open man. And you saw probably a good bet yesterday in Fort Worth too. I mean, they if, if the trap was not set by Marquette early, then the next thing you know, Carolina's got a wide-open shot. Now, they knocked most of them down yesterday. I don't think it'll be that easy tomorrow because I think Coach Drew's got a, a really good basketball team. Even with some of your injuries, I still think Baylor is a is a more than qualified and formidable opponent, and I think Carolina's going to have their hands full. Um, I think some of the matchups will be interesting to watch. You've got a very talented on-ball defender in Leaky Black. Uh, but Carolina tends to go, and this is kind of scary, Carolina tends to go the way Caleb Love shoots the basketball. And it, it, it is that simplistic at times. If Love has 20 or more, Carolina has a really good day. If he doesn't, then it can become a little indifferent. And Baycott has been incredibly consistent, as you can tell from the numbers, 
And Manic has been a perfect fit for what Carolina does. And, and I know you saw him at Oklahoma and right. are probably not surprised that he's had the success in Chapel Hill that he's had. But he came along at the right time, and he has kind of grown. And the way Carolina's grown as a basketball team, in short, has been because of the maturity of somebody like Brady Manic. I think, giving them the one thing they needed, which was an older guy who was just a good basketball player, not a dynamic athlete, just a good basketball player who could score it when they needed to. And it's really, really worked out well for Hubert Davis. And win or lose tomorrow, Hubert Davis has done, a, I think, a very, very admirable job in year one following Roy Williams. All right, let's uh, let's go to Brady Manick. We saw him at Oklahoma, and in, in mm-hmm. fact, when I'd heard that he had transferred, a grad transfer, I just couldn't picture him in Carolina blue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'd seen him for four sure. years at Oklahoma. But, man, what a game he had yesterday. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 5 of 10 from three-point range. And that's a that's a big guy. What is he, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, six, out there shooting threes? Well, and the thing about it is, and you know this probably from when he was at OU, He's a tough matchup because of his size and his skill set on the perimeter, right? I mean, you just can't put a 6'4 guy out there and hope for the best. And, you know, he his defense probably leaves something to be desired, but his offensive IQ is really, really high, and he makes things happen for him. And I think he's a – I hate to use the term glue guy because that implies he touches the ball a lot. And, mm-hmm. he's, you know, but he affects the game with his IQ. And – you know, he seems to know where to go on the floor. It was an interesting conversation I had with Hubert Davis prior to the Virginia Tech game about him. And Hubert had just made a comment about how honored he was to coach Brady Manick and how much he enjoyed having him in his, in his first team. And I said, well, what was it about him that was just a good fit? And he said, because of his personality as much as his skill, we just felt like he was a really good fit for our players. And I think he, and you know this, he played for a terrific coach in Lon Kruger, right? right I mean, just right. a great coach. And I think a lot of the residuals of Lon Kruger's teachings have paid off for him in, in being with Hubert Davis. I think Manic has is, is kind of also helped Armando Baycott settle in to have a really, really good year. And to me, tomorrow it'll be interesting to see how Baylor, given some of your injuries inside, you know, how that uh, affects Baycott and what he's able to do because, He's a pretty skilled collegiate player. Um, the double-double thing is, is certainly a big part of it. But, you know, he, he is a guy who at times can, can dominate a game if he's not taken care of. Yeah, Baycott 17-10 and 10 yesterday, his 26th double-double yeah. on the year. I, I was We were sitting there watching that game yesterday, and uh, Pat Nunley and I were both just saying, who is this guy? Because I'm sorry, to be honest, you know, I just really hadn't noticed him. Mm-hmm. Then look at his stats. The Cat has 26 double-doubles. Yeah, he's three off of Tim Duncan's ACC record for double-doubles in a season. Duncan wow. had 29 double-doubles as a senior at Wake Forest. And Baycott has done it in all shapes and sizes. You know, John, you've probably noted this. He's had four games of 20 rebounds or more. Yeah. I right. mean, you know, he can he can absolutely terrorize a game. Uh, and I thought yesterday one of the bigger pieces, if Carolina doesn't hit shots, I still think they win the game because Marquette was such a poor rebounding basketball team. And, and even though, you know, Roy Williams is retired and Hubert Davis has taken over, Carolina still knows how to rebound the basketball. So – when they can control the glass a little bit and they don't get too careless with it. That's the other thing, to be honest with you, that I think Baylor's probably got to hope they can do tomorrow is turn Carolina over Uh, because they can get loose with the basketball, and when they do, typically they find themselves in a little bit of trouble too. 
West Durham, our guest, ACC Network, uh, closing in on 600 shows. What is it, 588 <laughs> now with uh, Packer yeah. Durham? <laughs> I enjoy tuning in to you guys and uh, oh, get an ACC thanks. fix every once in a while. Baylor in North Carolina tomorrow with Baycott. Uh, we've got Flo Thamba, uh, 6'11 yeah. guy in the middle, but that's really it as far as a, a true post player. When he goes out, uh, Jeremy Sohan slides over there, but he doesn't have the size, doesn't quite have that length. So I think that's going to be a real interesting matchup to watch in the post tomorrow. Yeah, I think so too. And then, you know, to me, R.J. Davis is going to handle the ball a lot for Carolina tomorrow. Um, and if you're Baylor, you don't want that. You want to get it out of his hands and, believe it or not, maybe put it in the hands of Caleb Love hmm. because Love is not nearly as um, as secure a ball handler, if you will, as, as R.J. Davis is. And I think that uh, – I think Caleb Love shot it great yesterday. And as I said earlier, I think that's a big piece of it. Carolina, the other thing, too, John, I would add in this is they're not particularly deep. I mean, you can look at the sheet. You look at their conference minutes, and really it boils down to about six and a half guys. I mean, they bring Puff Johnson off the bench and, and maybe one more, and that's about it. Uh, Hubert, I jokingly told somebody, Hubert Davis has, has cut that rotation down like Mike Krzyzewski. I mean, he's got it down to you know six and a half. I mean, he's already into the Duke Carolina thing. He and Shire, I, I told John Shire before the Duke Carolina game at Durham, I said, You've seen Hubert. He's taking a page out of y'all's book. He's only playing six and a half guys, and he started laughing like, you're unbelievable. I said, I'm just telling you, the influence y'all have on each other is remarkable. So I um, I don't, I, I think foul trouble is a real problem for Carolina. It, it sidetracked him in the first Duke game when Baycott got two in the first three minutes. Um, and then I would take a, I would tell you this too. Baylor reminds me with their defensive intensity, a lot of Virginia Tech. Okay. and the way that Mike Young has the Hokies playing right now. And I, to be honest with you, I thought Virginia Tech dictated the ball game last Friday night in Brooklyn in the ACC but against Carolina as well as anybody has all year. And that would be my biggest concern tomorrow if I'm a Carolina fan is how do you handle you know, what Baylor is going to throw at you at the defensive end of the floor. And you know this, I mean, certainly the Bear fans know, that's the part of the operation that I don't think gets nearly enough credit nationally oh. is how good they can be defensively, not just game by game, but night in and night out. I think, I think it's the real constant, and I think you showed it in this event last year as to how good you can be night in, night out defensively. Yeah, it's crucial. I mean, for Baylor to win, that has to be a staple every night. Mm -hmm. final, final question for you. I'll let you go in to see Miss Vicky. Um, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Virginia Tech. They play Texas tomorrow. That, that is an interesting matchup, and there are a lot of people that are thinking Texas won't get past the Hokies tomorrow. I will say this. Um, Virginia Tech proved last week in Brooklyn that not only are they capable, they're an older basketball team, clearly by today's standards. They'd be old compared to like when you and I started watching <laughs> right. Um but, uh, but Mike Young is a really, really, really good basketball coach and has been for a long time. The problem is he spent 18 years as head coach at Wofford in the Southern Conference, John, and you know how that works. Nobody knew how good he yeah, was, right? Yeah. Um, but he is a really good basketball coach. They are very good defensively, and they have a lot of pieces that I think will cause Texas problems. I don't think the Horns finished the season, as I understand it very well, from reading some of the material. Um, but I will tell you this. They've got guys that can shoot it. They have five starters who can all shoot threes. Let's just put it that wow. way. 
And they won't shoot an abnormal number of threes, but what they will do is they run some of the Princeton flex and things like that, and teams will ultimately leave guys standing wide open for shots. And uh, they've got this one kid who plays guard, Storm Murphy, who played for Young at Wofford. He's from Middleton, Wisconsin. He looks like – well, they got another kid from Edmond, Oklahoma, Sean Padula. He looks like his mom just dropped him off at the game. Um, but the Storm Murphy kid is the heart and soul of that team. He plays with an edge and an intensity as an undersized point guard. But last week in Brooklyn, he was the reason they were as good as they were. And, you know, Hunter Couture hit six threes against Duke last Saturday night, and that was all she wrote for the Blue Devils. So I, I think Texas will have their hands full against Virginia Tech for sure. Good info, man. It's great to talk to you. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time today, and uh, stay in touch. We'll see you down the road. John, look forward to it as always. Great to hear from you, my friend, and be well. Okay, safe travel. Thank you, man. I appreciate your work. Thanks very much. Yep. That is the great Wes Durham with us.